Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. Hey, all right, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Tuesday, June 25th, 2019. This is the 17th episode of Perception is Reality with me, your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting with me on my phone, in email, and on social media. I appreciate every bit of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, if you're here, you're listening on whatever your favorite hosting site is or our home station of perception.fireside.fm. Again, I want to thank you for listening and I want to ask that you share this show and every show with your friends, your family, with people that you know and people that you don't. Please do your part. Help get this message out. Help share this show. Perception is reality with Christopher H. Bilbury at perception.fireside.fm or any of your favorite podcasting hosting sites on the internet and around the interwebs anywhere near you. All right, so tonight's show is called Finding the Bull Amongst the Bullshit. It's a phrase that my dad used to say. I guess it kind of means where there's smoke, there's fire. And, you know, you got to kind of dig around to get to the bottom of things. So in this world where we live, trying to engage our local community elected officials, talking about politics. Of course, we're aware that things might not always be as they seem. Things might not add up. There might be inaccuracies. There might be rumors or gossip. Of course, there's fact in there somewhere. There's emotions and opinions. There's perceptions and there's the reality. And we need to look to see what we can do to get straight to the bottom of all of that. So that's what we're going to be doing tonight. We also have a really good interview lined up with investigative journalist Todd Smeckens. He is the founder, publisher, and writer at the Muncie Voice and the Muncie Matters blogs. He's been in and around the political arena since about 2008, so that's going to be a really great interview. And uh, we're just going to get into this and see what we can use to kind of separate fact from fiction and uh, get to the bottom of some things. This is especially timely because 
here in just about a month, we're going to be kicking off the election season, the campaign season for the 2019 fall campaign. It's time for the general election, folks. It's been just a few short weeks, really, since the primary was over. I mean, here we're at the end of June, so it's been, you know, a full month, and now we're coming into July, and I always say that the general election campaign season kicks off the last week of July. So what we're talking about this evening is going to be useful to those citizens who are interested in engaging with officials and finding out, you know, how to get to the bottom of what's being said, whether it's the officials or candidates or your neighbor or the crazy podcast guy, you know, getting to the bottom of the truth and separating fact from fiction. So let's get into that now. And now, Perception is Reality with your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Okay, so rumors, truth, emotion, fact, actualities, opinions, honesty, lies, perceptions, realities. These are all opposites of each other, and they're all things that we have to deal with. I mean, as a person, you're dealing with all of this in every aspect of your life. But specifically, when dealing in politics, whether you're dealing with politics on the national level, the state level, or the local level, or hell, if you're dealing with the quote-unquote politics at your work, you've got this kind of stuff. You know, everybody loves a little bit of gossip, and you always hear stories and rumors floating around about this or that, and everybody seems to have an agenda, and that's the same way it is when you're dealing with your city councilors and the candidates running for council and mayor and your county commissioners. So what can we do, whether you're in East Central Indiana listening to this or you're in West Texas or you're in Wyoming or you're in California or Hawaii or if you're over the pond in England, what can you do as a citizen who's engaged, who's trying to make your government a better place, your community a better place for you and your kids and your kids' kids and the neighbors down the street. What can we do to separate out the bullcrap from the truth and find the bull, meaning find what's really there through the bullshit, which is the lies, the gossip, the deceit? Okay, what can we do? Because as citizens who want to be engaged, we have to be educated. This is something that I say a lot. People say everybody needs to vote. And I I push voters registration more than anyone else that I know. Right now, currently, if you're listening to this in June, July, August, September, or October of 2019... Voters registration is going on right now. And I'm going to use this quick little break to say, 
If you're not registered and if you're going to be 18 by the November election day, Tuesday, November 5th, then you need to get registered and you can get registered by going on your computer, your phone, your tablet and entering in www.indianavoters with an s i n d i a n a v o t e r s Dot com. So if you're going to be 18 by Tuesday, November 5th, 2019, then get registered to vote. But you can't do it blindly. If you're going to just vote blindly, then no, don't go vote. I am not somebody that says everyone should vote whether they know what's going on or not. I say everyone should be informed and then vote. But in getting informed... You have a lot of work to do. Now, you don't have to devote as much time as I do, but you do have to devote a little bit of time to getting to know who the candidates are. You need to know who the players are. You need to know who's asking you to vote for these people and finding out what their motives are. There are good candidates running. There are good officials currently in office. And there are bad candidates running and bad officials in office. And so you just have to figure out who's who. And it's not easy. It's definitely not. But you can kind of look at what's going on and determine what's happening. And so here's what you do. When you're being an engaged citizen, you want to try to do a couple of things. When you're asking questions of the officials or of the candidates, you need to understand that you're the boss. You are the person who they either work for, if they're an official already in office, or they're wanting to work for if they're a candidate. So, You have a right to ask them questions. Do I think that you have a right to call them up at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday or to stalk them outside their house? Absolutely not. I have never done that. I would never do that. And I do not condone that behavior. But as officials, they are open to you. And if they don't want to be, then they need to get out of the way because there are candidates and there are officials who are and who do understand that. So it's important that you understand straight off the bat, and we're going to talk to Todd about that here in a minute, but you're the boss. They work for you or they want to work for you. So think back to your job. When you first went to work, To get the job, when you went to apply and they called you in for an interview, did they just hire you without asking you any questions, without getting your qualifications, without having an understanding of who you were? No! You went through the hiring process. It might have been 15 minutes. It might have been three months. It might have been a probationary period and been a year. Who knows? But there was a process. And so that's what the election and campaign season is for. It's for them to engage with you or for you to engage with them. 
Now, there are no real hard and fast rules on what needs to happen or what goes on. In my community in Winchester, if we're lucky, the Farm Bureau normally will put on a candidate night, a formal meet and greet night where they come to the podium and 30 citizens show up from all over and the candidates get up and they get a question or they get three or four questions each and they get two or three minutes to answer these questions and they're the same questions and they don't really give you an understanding, but it's better than nothing. So in our community, that's what we get. So if you're a citizen who wants to know more than the quick little blurb that they get at the Farm Bureau candidate night, then you have to do your own work. I know Muncie and other big cities have various forums and candidate meet and greets and several neighborhood associations do different things, and that's good. But even there... It's pretty canned, and it's pretty surgical, and it's, you know, just real surgical. So, it doesn't give you a good understanding. So, as a citizen, it's important to know right up front, you're the boss. They want to work for you. And so that means questions, and it should mean answers. And if you get a candidate or candidate's staff or their committee or their supporters or friends or family that say, well, who are you to be asking questions? Or why does this candidate have to answer questions of you? You need to be leery of that. Because a candidate that's not willing to communicate and a candidate that's unwilling to be transparent or it's unwilling to be able to be accessible to you now is an official that's not transparent and is not willing to communicate and they're not willing to be held accountable. And that's very, very big. Candidates should want to use every medium they can to get their information out. They raise money and they pay lots of money for signs and billboards and radio ads or Facebook ads or other social media, YouTube, things like that. But you have to ask yourself if they're not willing to talk with you or, for example, if they're not willing to talk with me, if I'm willing to be fair with an official or a candidate, whether I like them personally or not has nothing to do with it. It's not about me at that point. It's about that candidate choosing to use a platform that has listeners and has people that watch, it's them deciding if they're going to do that or not. And if they choose not to, then you have to start to wonder why. So keep that in mind. Now also, something big that Americans tend to do, we go on Facebook and Twitter and other forms of social media, and we interact. And you're going to interact with people that you agree with, and you're going to interact with people that you disagree with. When you're trying to engage citizens, I use social media for politics 
purely and simply 100% of the time that's what I'm using social media for. I've taken it away from using it for family. My family is my family and I interact that on my personal time. Social media for me is about politics and getting this information out to you all. So when you're on social media, if you decide to engage somebody politically, first of all, you need to understand this. Everybody has their right to their opinion. Some opinions might change. Most probably will not. You more than likely will never change somebody's mind with a Facebook blog post or a Facebook argument. And the more entrenched you get, the worse off it will probably be. But if you're going to use social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, make sure what you're saying is factual. Here is the next little part that I will tell you if you're wanting to be a citizen who's bettering their government through your involvement. Do not use emotions over fact. Use fact over emotions. Do I get emotional? Absolutely. Do I get fired up? Absolutely. Do I get happy or angry? Yes. But I do that as an enhancer to the fact. When I'm arguing, I'm not just blind arguing just on pure emotion with no fact. When I'm saying something or when I'm asking a question, I already know the answer to it. So what I'm doing is I'm using my facts that I have gathered through research, through investigation, through just good old-fashioned shoe leather, walking the street, knocking the doors, calling the phone numbers, talking to people, getting the records type of research. And so I like to compile my facts and I like to use them. And you will never, ever be beat when you're using fact against somebody who's arguing emotion. Now, you'll never win that argument because they're basing their crap solely on their emotions and you could tell them anything. You could tell a woman that she's a man or you could tell someone with red hair that they were bald and if they're fighting emotionally, they'll shut you down every time and they'll tell you that you're wrong even when you're right. Facts beat emotions each and every time so don't use emotions use fact be emotional but be factual that is key number three this is very 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 important when you are engaging somebody understand that you should be as polite as possible. Each and every time you get more bees with honey, that's just absolutely true. Be polite, be cheerful. Don't tell me what my candidate can't do. Tell me what your candidate can. Don't tear me down. Build your argument up. But, and this is a big but, 
Politics is not flag football. Politics is not interpretive dance. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those things. Politics is not soft toilet paper ad commercial. Politics is should be polite, friendly, cordial. But it's not. Politics is a rough, rough sport. It's down and dirty, hard. It's two steps forward, six steps back. Who advances the ball? You're going to get your teeth knocked out. You're going to scrape your knee. You're going to get a cut. And it's whoever comes out on the other side. That's the way it's always been. Now, you can do that cordially. Don't cuss anybody. You don't need to curse and use foul language. You don't need to threaten anybody. Don't do any of that nonsense. All of that kills your point. That's emotions, not facts. So, you can engage and you can be angry. Civil discourse. Discourse can be heated. You can get in arguments. And for the people who say that's wrong, sit down. I'm not talking for you. You need to get on the checkers board and play checkers. Politics is not your game. Have you ever watched the English in their House of Parliament? It is a your mama's so fat joke competition, basically. It is down and dirty. It's crazy. It's what our politics used to be when the founding fathers were dealing with what was going on. Now we've gotten a situation where everybody's offended by something, and I just don't play that. I offend people all the time. And if I've offended you, I'm sorry. But get over it. Be offended and then then say, okay, nobody cares. I'm offended. It doesn't mean anything. I'm still alive. And now, you know, what does he say next? That's the kind of thing. You're also probably going to be offended. Are there things that offend me? Yeah. Do I really care about them? No. And that's what you need to do. Politics is a rough sport. So you need to learn that you're the boss, that you can ask questions, and that you can engage others. And it needs to be as polite as possible, but sometimes it won't be. Sometimes people won't be polite to you. The officials definitely need to understand that at like council meetings, board of public works meetings, when questioning the mayor, obviously, again, you get more bees with honey, be polite. But if you're asking questions and not getting answers, it's okay for you to get a little upset. My boss has been angry with me before. You can remember back to a time where your boss has been angry with you. Well, folks, you're the boss of the public officials. They work for you. Here is another tool that people need to use. It's, an, it's a tool in the question-asking arsenal. And it's the Freedom of Information Act, that's the federal level, or on the local Indiana state law level, it's called Access to Public Record Act. And it's what I refer to and others refer to as a records request. All the documents, all the decisions, 
And 99.9% of everything that the government deals with is a public document that is accessible by you and me and everybody. Now, the government isn't just going to give you their stuff. They're not going to hand it over because chances are there's something in there that's not going to be good to see or might be a little ugly. You know, watching the sausage get made is not really pleasant. So they're not going to want to post that for everybody, but they can't deny you when you ask for it. So utilize those tools. You know, a records request isn't some major big legal document. In some cases it can be, and in some cases they might have a form that they need to fill out for you or that you have to fill out in a specific way. But I just typed up a generic this is what I'm looking for. This is who I'm sending it to. This is who I am. This is why I want it. And you can want it for no other reason than just saying, I'm a citizen that wants this. And, and that's it. So you can use that. And if you ever need help with that, if you ever need any kind of information from me, don't hesitate to ask. I have helped countless people with records requests and with other information and that's part of getting a hold of me and being interactive with the show you can of course find me on facebook at christopher h bilbury you can email me at khbilbury at gmail.com or you can call or text me on my phone you can call the show at 765 546 9796 and I will help you with anything any of this but for your notes at home the request for records the Indiana Access to Public Record Act the Indiana Code is 5-14-3-1 so utilize that you can find a lot of good information that way I absolutely have I know the gentleman that we're getting ready to interview in a few moments, Todd Smeckens, I know he has accessed tons of information that way. And it really can be a good tool. And what it can do is it can set you up for getting information and setting you up for those facts that I was talking about. You know, you need to understand and you need to be careful when you're fighting these people, you don't want to get into the gossip and the rumors because that's going to be out there. And I'll tell you right now, I get a lot of people contacting me. I get people contacting me out in the open. I get people contacting me behind the scenes. I get people who say, hey, you know, you can use my name, but don't use it if you don't need it. And I get people who contact me and say, hey, this is off the record. You can use this information, but leave me out of it and all of those people are useful now i don't know if necessarily you're going to have those people just as a citizen who's engaged but if you do honor your commitment to them don't burn them don't don't blast their name out everywhere but you also have to look at what's being told more than once i've been told information that has been wrong and you have to evaluate is it wrong because the person believed it and it just was wrong because they wanted it to be, but it wasn't? Or 
was it disinformation? And that has absolutely happened in the past. I have received information from people, and it's been wrong because they've wanted it to be wrong, and they've wanted me to run with it. And I don't just do that. I verify. I verify what I hear. I run things down because you don't want to be in a situation where you're engaging an official or a candidate or one of their supporters or another citizen and you're using emotions and not fact and you're going off rumors and innuendo and you're talking, you know, solely in lies that somebody else has said or perception that might not be right. Remember, the name of the show, Perception is Reality, and a lot of times in politics that's correct, but there are some perceptions that are not reality. And, and I think that we need to work to change that. I mean, the name of the show I picked is kind of tongue-in-cheek for that very reason. We need to learn how to work and digging information for the truth. And in doing that, you need to look for reasons and motives behind what somebody says and what somebody does. Why are they telling us this? And here in just a few moments, we're going to be talking with Todd Smeckens, publisher, writer, investigative journalist for the Muncie Voice and Muncie Matters. Both of those are online blogs. He and I have worked together a little bit uh, on different things. We're kind of like uh, two sides of the same coin. I'm right-leaning. He tends to be more progressive left-leaning, but... We're both looking for the same thing, and that's the truth. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican or you're a Green Party or Libertarian or you're an alien. The truth is the truth. And that's what we as citizens need to look for. So I'm going to take a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Todd Smeckens of the Muncie Voice and Muncie Matters, and we're going to be listening to where he's at, kind of what got him involved, and what his thoughts are on being a citizen who's trying to engage themselves in their community, wherever you're at across the 50 states and beyond, trying to better government through citizen involvement. Now we go on the record with a one-on-one interview designed to engage, entertain, or enrage you. Perception is reality. On the record. All right, folks. Well, for this segment of the show, we're going to be talking to local investigative journalists like myself and founder, writer, publisher of the Muncie Voice and Muncie Matters, Mr. Todd Smeckens. Now, before Mr. Smeckens joins us, I do want to say we do have varying political beliefs. I tend to be more right-leaning conservative libertarian, and I believe he tends to be more of a left-leaning Bernie Sanders progressive. But in that same token, on the local level, what we both value more than anything is the truth and common sense. And so this is a great example of how two differing sides can come together in pursuit of bettering local government through citizen involvement. Mr. Smeckens, I want to go ahead and welcome you to the show and give a little bit of information about you. Sure. 
Thanks, Chris. Mr. Smekins is a community watchdog and investigative journalist. He started the Muncie Voice and another blog called Muncie Matters, but Muncie Voice started in around 2008. That's correct? Correct. Okay, so um, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started in this? Sure. Muncie Voice was pretty much started from a uh, progressive standpoint and looking at the community and, and seeing the obstacles and why Muncie wasn't moving forward like other communities uh, in the state like Bloomington and other arenas. And uh, one of the things that always held us back and people from the outside that always looked in at Muncie and I I personally was involved before I moved away is that the politics in Muncie drags is a drag on the economy. It's It's a complete drag on the community. When we talk about political leadership, it's almost an oxymoron <laughs> um, because you're, you're not really seeing leadership uh, taking place from our um, political folks. It's almost a game, and, and, and we've seen it this year probably more than others uh, because of the FBI investigation. Everybody's trying to scatter themselves and create, create this facade that they're distancing themselves from 214, the insider Democrats that are affiliated with the FBI investigations. The whole point is to is to regain position in, in the community and then abuse that position. Why I started Muncie Voice was to just give an alternative perspective to what the Muncie Star Press, again, it own newspaper here in Muncie and in Indianapolis and and what I what I learned real quick was what was going on in Muncie was going on in Indianapolis and was going on elsewhere. The financials are a little bit tricky to look at but more so the hardest part is to, to find out why they're making the decisions they're making. Yeah. Um, as you know um, w- when you put together a Freedom of Information Act request and say I want to know you know, I can go in and pick up the, f- the financials are open to any citizen that wants to go to City Hall and look at them. They're open. I mean, those people there are, are there to serve you. Yeah, uh, they don't they don't rule over you. You shouldn't be intimidated because it's a big building. You can go down there and ask them any question you want. And, and they, they have to give you an answer because they're there to serve you. Absolutely. Um, but what we found is how they derived many of the decisions that they did weren't quite as crystal clear. So when you started asking questions, you started getting running into roadblocks. I don't know about you, but as soon as I start running into roadblocks uh, with public servants, I know they're not looking out for my best interest. That's absolutely correct. I mean, any, anybody, any public servant that's out there, whether it's police, fire, uh, the mayor, anybody on city council, anybody out there that serves in the public capacity should be open and, tra- and transparent. And as soon as they start putting up roadblocks, um, any citizen should be aware that that's a red flag. And, and that should be a, a reason to you know, start maybe asking questions and and digging further at that area where the problem is. Correct. You know, so so 
you know, just to kind of go back, you know, 2008, uh, a, 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 you weren't liking what was going on or what you were seeing, the the idyllic uh, picture that the newspaper was presenting of what was going on in the city. So as a citizen, as a taxpayer here in the community, you decided, hey, I'm going to start looking into this. Uh, you have, you know, kind of an investigative journalistic type mind and you started a blog, which anybody can do. That's the that's the greatest thing with the technology where we're at. I, I hear so many people say, well, why do you feel like you should get to ask these questions or you should get to do this? In 2019, anybody with a cell phone and a laptop or a keyboard or a microphone is a journalist. Yeah. And, much. you know, when, when the powers that be aren't doing it and when the uh, newspaper is not being the watchdog that it should be when they're in bed with the, the the officials you know somebody has to stand up and do it or we get in a situation where we're at right now um, and so you know if you if you would you know just kind of talk a, a little bit about you know how you approach Information when you're looking for something, you know, one of the big things that I'm, I'm talking about in tonight's episode is kind of separating the bullcrap out from the truth and fact and fiction and emotions and, and, you know, separating that out, which is very important. And so when you're looking into something or you're researching something or someone gives you information, you know, what can do you see? in the position that you're in and as a citizen, you know, that how you can kind of vet that information and, and how do you try to, to, you know, get to the bottom of what you're actually looking at? Uh, that, and that's, that's pretty much, a, a, um, depends on the, the, the case sure. that you're looking at. Um, as you know, everyone is completely different and, uh, Usually what I'm looking for is a significant financial decision, why it's being made, um, who, who's benefiting from this. Um, as, as we just learned last week, there's, there's a, a very large business moving into town um, that's got some very significant um, financial incentives to do so, uh, but there's a potential um um, environmental issues that come with it. So wh- who's who's making the decisions and why? Um, and uh, a lot of times those aren't necessarily being done just in the political arena. Um, uh, in, in one scenario with, with uh, Ball State being a large university, they're also very influential in our community. Yeah. And they're not what I consider the most progressive institutes in the in the in the uh, state of Indiana. Right. Uh, they're extremely conservative. And um, but one day I, I just happened. I you know, there's there's Google. There's so much information on the Internet. It's not even funny. You can set up Google feeds to basically Google news feeds that provide you with all kinds of information with keywords um, they can collect information and send you a daily email. And I just happened to, to see an email, uh, not an email, but some, uh, a little nugget that came across one morning where a Midwestern university 
just won a lawsuit against a gentleman who had embezzled eight and a half million dollars from him. Okay. And so I started digging. I said, okay, who's this Midwestern University? <laughs> and turned out to be Ball State University. And the case had been moved from Indiana to the Southern District of New York, where the case was handled. And they never used the term Ball State University. They used the term Midwestern University because they didn't want anybody to know they got swindled out of eight and a half million dollars. Yeah. It, it turned out to be 13 and a half million dollars. But the immediate response when I sent a letter to the, um, there's uh, most institutions, including the city of Muncie, Ball State, um, IU Health, anybody usually has, uh, has a public relations department where people can contact. And they can send them an email or a letter and say, hey, you know, why are you doing this? You know, I'd like to know. I'd like to know why you're buying up our school district. What are your plans? You know, and, and the publicist will provide you with an answer. Yeah. Um, so and it, that you don't if you're sitting back and waiting for the newspaper to do this for us. <laughs> It's not going to happen. I mean, they just don't have the staff. I mean, and that was the thing I noticed, you know, way back when, when I started Muncie Voice was, uh, Gannett was actually cutting staff yeah. and they were cutting hours. I mean, there was no, there was no investigative journalism taking place in the city of Muncie, yeah. which is also branded as one of the most corrupt communities in the state of Indiana outside of Gary. So if, if if these people who have have gained some power through an election and are, are in positions to make these decisions for themselves, if they know nobody's watching, guess what? They're not worried about it. Absolutely, because nobody's watching, and that's the big. That was a, has been and continues to be the biggest problem. Nobody's watching. The foxes in the hen house. Well, yeah, and and when that you know you get into a situation where that's going on and nobody's paying attention, nobody's asking questions, whether it be they're intimidated, afraid, scared, or or apathetic, or whatever the reason is, you know, after forty or fifty years of just nobody, you know, giving a shit, then that's kind of you know they think, well, hell, we can do what we want. Exactly. You know, and that's how you get into a, a situation where, you know, they're, uh, the government is tearing down non-existent buildings on empty lots and uh, thinking that that's okay. Yeah. Um, so Because nobody's watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so that's – I use – I know that you um, – and for those that are listening, um, uh, people call it various things, APRA or FOIA um, record request. Um, you know, some places have a uh, form that they have set up that they want you to fill out. Uh, other places, you can just put it together. I, I basically just put together a form, and I, I it's the form I use everywhere. It's just a blank document, and then I fill in what I want. Um but the public access counselor for the state of Indiana is named Luke Britt, and that's an appointed position. Um, and you know they're there to make sure that uh, to help 
well, I think that because of how it's set up with them not really having a lot of teeth, they're basically there to make sure that to, to help the governments to make sure they're in compliance with the open door laws and, and the records request. I, I mean, they help citizens and, and journalists and, and people like you and I, uh, you know, but there's not a whole lot of teeth there. So you have to go to them, get an opinion, and then you have to decide if, you know, you want to go ahead and, and, and get a, an attorney and go through the process. But, uh, I mean, the point of that person, I, I call him, Quite frequently, uh, we have a pretty good relationship. I think that uh, you send information to him periodically. But uh, as far as the records request, I mean, that's one of my biggest tools that I that I use. Uh, they're not going to give you the information just giving it to you. They're not going to present and say, hey, look at these communications that we had behind the scenes and how crazy and corrupt and, and bizarre everything is. But they can't tell you no and if they do tell you no then you file a complaint but filing a records request it's amazing how many things that you can find and what's out there just because you know people don't ask that's a very important tool to use absolutely and anybody can use it yeah anybody can request that information and they can do it um via letter or they can go down and and uh i know the city of muncie uh i believe sarah beach has taken all the freedom of information act requests and sorting through them and then sending them out to folks so if people want to go that route you can go that route you can also i i attended a lot of public meetings and you can tell not not just the the main ones like the city council but there are um, Muncie Redevelopment Commission has meetings yeah. once or twice a month, and you can go there and ask questions. And and usually, <laughs> and I would say this is probably eighty percent of the time, eighty five percent of the time. Usually, what you get is is um, interference. Yep. Um, they're not going. They don't want you to know why they made the decision they did. And to me, I can make it. I can make an intelligent decision as a citizen based on that information. If if I, if, if all of a sudden, uh, for instance, when the city of Muncie did this Mad Jacks project, yeah, here in here in Muncie, um, I went and interviewed uh, the lady that ran the um, nonprofit. And I took pictures and I dug around and I looked at financials and I, I learned that there was some financial issues. And but the city of Muncie pushed the project through anyway. And then there was a local brewery that got involved. And, and uh, I don't need to mention any names, but um <laughs> I started asking questions because I saw on the financial statement that was provided by the Muncie Redevelopment Commission to the city council to get, see, because they, they put together some pretty detailed information that they give to each council member to make these decisions. Sure. The, the public doesn't have access to that. Yeah. Um, we're kind of sitting there blind out in the audience looking at, you know, we're counting on our city council people who we've elected to be representing our interests. Right. 
Well, and I want to make sure, we, as the public, you do have access to that. You have to request it, though. You, you, you just, to, you're not you getting it. You're not getting it. it during the meeting. They're no. not putting it online, you know, ahead of time. No, no. Yeah. There, there's no, none of that stuff is out there that's readily available. You have to dig a little bit for it. And they know that. Sure. That's the thing. They know that it takes a, a little bit of extra effort. So, um they don't want to be bogged down with dealing with the public and all their questions. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it's kind of a scheme to prevent people from um, pushing and asking questions, which you have every right to know. Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, you know, it's, I, I don't think, and I'm not, I don't expect, and I, I'm not asking for anybody to maybe be as, passionate or i mean i think i think everybody should be but i i'm i know that might be a bit much i'm not asking for everybody to be as on fire for this as you or say i or, or maybe someone who's running for office and, and has been involved but you know uh, what i always say is pick something that maybe you're interested in or you have you have some knowledge in or you know go to a, a park board meeting or a board of works meeting you don't have yep. to attend all of them just focus on one aspect and and get knowledgeable about that and then you know that that can really help out and then you know networking with people you know i know that you and i've talked from time to time and that's one of the things that i like i, I think that we're definitely different, uh, you know, politically minded as far as maybe national politics. Uh, I think that I'm a little bit more right and, and you're more more left leaning. But, uh, you know, locally, that's not really there's you know, it's all the same. You know, we're not making major national decisions here. And so, you know, we we can still agree and have, you know, common interest in having common sense local government officials doing what they're supposed to be doing and if they're not somebody has to be there to call to call that out yep well todd i uh i want to thank you for uh coming on and talking with us you know if there's uh anything that you ever uh ever need or or you ever want to come back on and, and say anything uh i would uh, definitely welcome you anytime and uh, I just well, I um, uh, where where can uh, folks be able to uh, get your information, your websites? What what's give all that information? Sure. The uh, primary websites, MuncieVoice.com. And um, you can send any information. I, I take emails at, at Todd at MiddletownMedia.com. Um, so if anybody's got any questions that they want to. Uh, throw out there i know we're both working on some related projects and uh hoping to get some answers back on that uh pretty soon and uh, maybe you, you can uh, share that with your audience and, and kind of show them what what the process is yeah <clears throat> that we have to go through and and uh see some of the roadblocks and how you can navigate around them and uh, the whole the whole point is to get at the truth and the and the whole the people that we've elected uh, accountable to the people who've elected them. Absolutely. Uh, make sure they're working for us and not for somebody else that's uh, off the board that has no, uh, no interest uh, related to ours. So, yeah. Um, and, and as long as we're, as you know, as long as we're holding them accountable and shaking a leaf, they, they, 
recognize that. They're not really receptive to it. They don't <laughs> like it being held accountable. But uh, if they know people are watching and people are asking the right questions, um, they're going to watch what they're doing. Absolutely. All right. So we've been talking with Mr. Todd Smeckens, investigative journalist, community watchdog in the Muncie, East Central Indiana area. He is the founder, publisher, writer at Muncie Voice Online. You can find that at www.munsevoice.com. And he is also in charge of Muncie Matters, a Facebook page. You can find that at facebook.com backslash Muncie Matters. You can also email him at Todd at middletownmedia.com. That's T-O-D-D at middletownmedia.com. Uh, thank you very much for speaking with us, and I'll uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. All right, Chris. Thanks for what you do. Yeah, thank you, sir. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Okay, I want to thank Todd for coming on with us tonight and uh, giving us a little bit of information about what he does and why he does it and letting you all know why it's important for us all to do it. And before we wrap up here, I just want to remind everybody again that we can all be a part of the solution. We can all get engaged. We can all be informed. We can all keep our officials accountable, make sure our candidates are the best they can be. We can vote. We can be informed and we can make our government better through our citizen involvement. And that's what it's going to take. And to do that, we need to make sure to argue with fact, not emotion. Deal in the truth and not rumors. Deal with actualities and not opinions. Get past the lies and look for the honesty. Look for the realities and not the perceptions. We need to hold our officials and the candidates accountable. Make sure that they're willing to be transparent. Make sure that they're willing to communicate and make sure that they're willing to be held accountable and know that by God, we will do it. We, the citizens, are the bosses and they, meaning elected officials, appointed officials, public officials, police officers, firemen, EMS, they all, public servants, work for us. Okay, so I know, again, we went long tonight, but we had the interview with Todd, and we had a lot of information to cover. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in and coming back time after time after time, but we need to continue building the audience. Each and every episode goes up by more and more downloads and more and more listeners, but I need you to help build our team here. That's what I consider us all. Republicans, Democrats, Green Party, Libertarians, we are all a team looking to better government through citizen involvement. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode and all episodes. You can find me, Christopher Bilbury, here at Perception is Reality on all of your favorite podcast hosting sites, as well as, let's say it together, perception.fireside.fm. And until next time, for those of us here at the show, please be safe, have a wonderful week, get engaged in your community, ask questions, look for answers, hold your officials accountable. God bless. Be safe. We'll see you next time. 
Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement. This is, um,